the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. This is I on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of I on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone, on this, uh, how can I put it, this absolutely luscious, beautiful day. It's just a, a perfect day. I'm Dottie Harmon, and welcome to Ion Real Estate. And, of course, hope you've been listening to us on, because we've been on for at least 10 years, um, and we try to keep you up to date on all the real estate market, uh, different kind of financing options or legal things you should know. And uh, for most people, it's one of their largest investments. So we try to, like, make you knowledgeable because people sometimes make mistakes and sometimes even the attorneys, you know, if it's not their specialty, miss a few things. And this is the largest investment. So we want to make you as knowledgeable as you can be. Um, and not that you sh- and hopefully you don't fall asleep so that we try to give it to you in a in a good way that's interesting. Anyhow, um, it's still hot. I mean, you're going to be reading in the papers, and today, you know, we're probably going to talk a little about um, what's going on currently. And I try every Thursday or Friday to just pick up every single paper I can get. And so that, you know, there's evergreen stuff that's always going to be the same or that it's pretty down pat. And then there's new things happening every day. And so I try to give you the latest information also so that you're up on everything because today with all the information that's out there, it's impossible. It's really impossible for everyone to keep up. We have a special guest who's been on the show before joining us at 1130 who will be discussing what you need to know about insuring a second home. Um, I'm going to talk about second homes today. You know I believe in them, and you know I believe that timing is everything in life. And I think it's a good time if you have the funds to go for a second home. So we're going to talk a little about that today. I don't think it's a big subject. So I don't think I'll get through all of it today, but I'll start it um, because it's something that I strongly believe in. And, of course, uh, believe in it. I didn't act on it as much as I should have. Uh, but we'll, So we'll be joined by Peter Conti from Honig. Conti Perino Insurance. He's been on our show before, and he's going to tell you everything that you need to know about insuring a second home. Okay, because it's you know, and we'll talk with Ace about the banks and what you need to get a mortgage if you already have one. Of course, I love hearing from you, and I do get a lot of emails with questions. If you're not brave enough to call, um, 
But if you have any questions, you can email me or you can um, call us at 866-970-9622. That's the answer. And even if we can't get you on the air, we'll try to answer your questions. I on Real Estate is sponsored by Citizens Bank, the place to go for a mortgage or just to get a mortgage. Just get information. And again, I'm always learning. Information is knowledge. It's power. Um, and a lot of times we get stuck in a box. And so I'm always out there because you can learn something from everyone. <clears throat> and I never want to stop learning. If you go to Citizens Bank, their website is citizensbank.com. Or if you prefer the old-fashioned way, which I still like, uh, you can call them at 800-922-9999. That's 800-922-9999. I must tell you that Citizens Bank has the name Citizens because that's why the bank was founded. You have regular people like you and me and not just big corporations. Um, last year, Citizens was the third largest lender in the Northeast. And so you can find that information at citizensbank.com or, as I said, if you prefer speaking to somebody, then you can call them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you're an insomniac like me, try them at 3 o'clock in the morning. Somebody will answer. Um, I'm hoping now it's my pleasure to introduce my longtime co-host for the first hour of the show, the Senior Vice President Director, Strategic Sales at Citizens Bank. My friend and colleague, Ace Wanafupa. Good morning, Dottie. Good morning, Ace. How are you? Is this day luscious or what? Oh, it's a beautiful Saturday, and I can't believe it's almost August, uh, Dottie. It's, uh, Please, flies, it goes much too know. quick. Definitely, I I hate definitely. that, you know? I hate that. I think the summer should be longer. Here's what I think. Tell me if you would go for this movement. We should have winter because I like to have snow and a snowball fight here and there. So we should have winter from the end of December to the beginning of January, say till maybe February 15th. I'll give it a month and a half. And that's it. Over. <laughs> I like okay. that. I like that. Right? So, you know, something needs to last a little bit longer. It's, it's, it comes and goes so quickly here in New York that, you know, you you wonder. Um, I, I was just in India last last Wait, week. Wait, I'm trying. Uh, I'm, I'm at, not hearing you. Say that again. You were just what? I was just in Colombia looking at Airbnbs, uh, Dottie, because oh, there's a huge that? movement out there. And they said that it's the eternal um, fall or spring where, like, the weather is just beautiful all year round, right around the 70s and 80s. And I'm like, why can't we have that in New York, in, in New York right? So... It's, uh, well, I don't it was know if you remember. You, 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 I don't know if you remember, but there was like this push. I, maybe I was a kid and I sat and I just thought it, but I, I thought there was a push to keep like daylight savings time forever, which is fine with me. Okay. There should, there should be a push <laughs> for that for sure. There was some issues like with little kids. I don't know something. But you travel a lot. I mean, you know, I, I know you from way back when, and you have certainly catapulted your career and are totally respected as one of the top people in the industry. And you're traveling a lot with citizens. So how was this trip? Did you, you know, you always learn things. Did you, you know, how, how was COVID there? How are the economy? How were they, were they receptive? Were they friendly? Yeah. COVID was a little, um, it was a little on the high side. 
Um, so everybody was wearing masks. But, you know, in terms of the economy, it's definitely booming. There's a lot of tourism there. Uh, the reason why we flew out there was just to take a look at Airbnbs. You know, the cap rates there are just phenomenal, Dottie. You know, especially oh, with I know. the, cur- the currency. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so if, if you're buying and you're using the U.S. dollar, it's actually really, really strong. So you're getting uh, real estate for 30 um, pretty much 30% on the dollar, right? 30 cents on the dollar. So it's a really, really, really good investment. And you know me, Dottie, I travel a lot just because I just want to learn and, and see different marketplaces, you know, because well, uh, I do know that. that's really what it's but all I, about. Yeah. But I also know besides for being a master in financing, uh, you are a personal real estate investor yourself. Yeah. And I don't yes, want to give that, your that age away, but I will just say that he's young, and he's in more places, and he has more properties that I could have accumulated in a lifetime because it's also part of a business. And, um, you know, I, there's no guarantees in life. I mean, you know, if you walk across the street, you know, there's a chance a car could hit you. So, you know, there's no guarantees. But if you're not, and again, I've seen all those quick flip shows, I'm sure once in a while they work, but, you know, it's a responsibility. But if you look for real estate over the long haul and you don't look at it to make money in six months, although I'm going to talk about it today or we should talk about it, you know, like if you bought a home in the last couple of years, you already have equity besides whatever down payment you put. Um, Definitely. I I just think people all understand it. It's not like the stock market that if you miss a minute that you're off. Usually the difference, like the stock market, you could buy a stock for like 100 bucks today and tomorrow it could be worth $1. And real estate generally doesn't drop like that unless there's like a world catastrophe or some, something that, you know, but usually real estate doesn't just drop like that overnight. So you have a little bit more flexibility. So I just think it's a great investment, and I know people, that's all they do, and they uh, live on it. But there's a lot of things you have to know. So we're going to talk about second homes and whether, and again, I don't know that we'll finish that all today because it's a lot, and it depends on what you want to do with the second home, whether you want to use it, whether you want to rent it. Uh, We're going to talk, maybe Ace, you could talk about mortgages, and and if you have a home and you're buying a second home, what, what, what you really have to have to get a mortgage on a second home. And, um, of course, at the beginning of our second hour, we'll be joined by our legal expert, attorney Stephen Ebert, a partner at the prestigious firm Cassin & Cassin. Of course, you can follow me, and I know you can follow Ace. Now, where can you follow Ace? Because I know, you know, I mean, I don't want to spell your name because I still can't spell it after 20 years. So how can everybody follow you, Ace? (laughs) <laughs> well, they can email me at ace.w at citizensbank.com. But if they have social media, they're on Instagram. Uh, my TikTok handle is New Age Finance. And uh, my Instagram is just my first and last name. So it's really just Ace Autonomy Park. I may have to change that, Dottie. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. I think so. that I tell you something, Ace. And I would yeah. never say this. But, you know, I don't consider myself dumb. It took me so long. Okay? And people <laughs> might not remember it. So, that's true. That's okay, true. what I'd like to do is I'm doing another ad for our show that I send out, 
And I'd like to put that in there, like where they can follow you. So if you send me the information, this way at least they can refer to looking at the spelling. I will. I will. Definitely, Dottie. All right. Okay, and you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. And I do a monthly newsletter now at www.dottieherman.com. Um, and, of course, you can listen to any of our past shows on the App Store. Just search Eye on Real Estate. And, uh, again, so let me quickly, because today really what I want to talk to you about, Ace, and we can really get into a heavy conversation about this. But, I, like I said, I bought a million papers. And, of course, the last couple of weeks, or the whole talk has been recession, no recession, maybe a recession, maybe not a recession, maybe a soft landing, maybe not a soft landing. Um, interest rates could go up. I mean, someone wanted to tell me they could go up to 13% again, and I look, I really highly doubt that. But there's a balance that is really tough in taking inflation down. You know, they're trying to bring inflation down, and that's why they raise the interest rates. And um, it's a balance. If you don't do it exactly right, uh, you could screw up the whole economy. Now, let me ask you a question, and this is an opinion, so I want to stress to all of our audience, when Ace and I are giving you an opinion and it's not a fact, then I will say this is my opinion and he will say the same. So my opinion is that they probably should have raised uh, interest rates a little bit sooner, like than all at once. But again, as I say every week, in the scheme of things, six and a half, what is it, five? No, it went down. Did it go down? Is it five something now? Yeah, Dottie, you know, the Federal Reserve just raised the uh, Fed fund rates by 25 basis points, right? But because of the negative GDP report, uh, the rates, mortgage rates actually fell. So they were actually at the high, at the at 6%. Uh, yesterday, literally just on Friday, it was down to 5.13%. So rates actually fell at a very rapid pace as well. Um, so it's a very volatile market, and it's actually uh, caused an uptick in, uh, in in folks looking for homes uh, this past week. So because rates went from 6 to 5%, there was actually a, a pretty good uptick in applications as continue to, uh, you know, get themselves into the marketplace. They're looking for homes. There's still some inventory challenges. So, you know, we always, we always tell folks every week, you have to be in the game. To really take advantage of the marketplace, Absolutely. and I think, I think, I, I think rates will continue pretty volatile, Dottie. So if you're if if you're talking to a seller, you're going to get some really good deals, and I think it's going to take about six months. I think early part of next year, we that's what see I a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really think we're going to see. Yep. So it's now. Uh, let me tell you this. I mean, yeah. you know, I. Again, I, I do a lot of homework for the show that's current. Like, you know, I know real estate like the back of my head, I think. But I try to keep you current on what's happening that's new. And the Big Apple, you know, which everyone, you know, look, 9-11, everyone said that was the end of New York. And, of course, this pandemic, New York was hit pretty hard. Uh, but the Big Apple, good times are returning to the Big Apple, even though there's too much traffic. Um, and it's projected to have a 207% increase in international visitors expected to visit New York City within a year. Now, I know that we don't see that many foreigners since COVID. Of course, they, were, they weren't even allowed to come here. 
except where I live, they were allowed to come there. But anyhow, very few foreigners. And not that foreigners really buy all in New York City, because New York is by New York. But foreigners always find New York very attractive, and they love New York City, and they certainly bought here. And since COVID, we haven't had that market because of restrictions and traveling and all that. So we're pleased to say we're starting to see the foreigners come back. And even though they're coming back for visits, what that'll, that'll evolve into them buying properties because they love to buy in New York. They like brands. They love New York. And in their country, sometimes, you know, you didn't do anything wrong, but they don't like you, and uh, then they accuse you of a crime. So sometimes we're blessed, and we don't even realize it. So that's good news for New York, that the international visitors are coming back. 8.3 million tourists so far came in 2022, which we're not done with the year yet. And ACE, that's up from 2.7 million last year. That's a huge increase. Yeah, it's a huge increase, Dottie. Huge. Okay, expected to receive 56 million visitors, okay, and, you know, and it's like a 70% surge. And some of the biggest countries that have the most visitors are, you know, the United Kingdom, London, you know, uh, Canada, France. Um, and just you know, and 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 you know, where I live, half the apartments are theater chairs that people bought from other countries, and uh, I'm not sure they remember they have them. <laughs> but that's where they want to. They feel their money's safe there. Um, now, by the way, I I hope you're not going to the beach. I mean, I know you're too busy working to really stop at the beach. But for those of you who are beachgoers, and I grew up on Long Island. There's been sightings of sharks, okay, all over Long Island. Actually, they will now, I read yesterday they spotted them in the Hamptons. Um, and they have been, uh, they're close to the Long Island shores. And on a few occasions, they didn't kill anybody. Thank God they were not that bad. But they did bite some people. Okay, so yeah. they're spotted at Toe Bay Beach. And if you live in Oyster Bay Cove, or, or if you live in Oyster Bay or parts of that, North Nassau County, you know, you could go to Jones Beach, but that's specifically for that group. Um, they were spotted at, at Jones Beach. Tobey is part of Jones Beach. And um, they were also spotted at some beaches in Southampton. So do me a favor, you know, be careful of that great white one. What was it, Jaws? Yeah, I think Dottie, you know, there's been sightings where they saw sharks literally a yards off the beaches. They're very, very close in shallow waters. So folks need to really, really be careful, Dottie, because uh, I, I don't think we've ever seen an uptick in shark sightings. And, no, we uh, have. At Beach least and, I don't, I don't yeah, remember one. Definitely. And, you know, if you, have, if you have little kids, you know, you just got to keep an eye on them because they're coming close to the shore. Yeah, so they are. This one, you know, you know, that's not real estate, but I just think you should know that if you haven't read that already. But oh, and you know, Ace, are you now? I know you're into basketball. Are you at all into soccer? I am. I'm definitely into soccer, Dottie. Okay. I think we have a break well, coming we up, have a, Dottie. We have a, a break. I'll I'll just tell you the good news afterwards. 
We're coming up right to a break here. Listening to Iron Real Estate. I'm here with my co-host, Ace Wattisupar. MyPillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. The MyPillow Percale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes. Now on sale, for example, the queen size, regular price $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code. Order now, as there is a very limited supply. The MyPillow Percale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The MyPillow Percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 6 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code AM970 to receive the MyPillow percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. That's 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. Join on-air TV and radio legal analyst attorney Arthur Idala for the Arthur Idala Power Hour every weekday evening at 6. The show is a mix of timely news and current events from a legal angle, compelling talk with high-profile guests and everyday people calling in, and discussions on state and local politics, health and wellness, entertainment, and more. The Arthur Idala Power Hour with attorney Arthur Idala making the case for the city he loves. Weekday evenings at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. By texting 64,000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Babbel. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at babbel.com slash TNC. I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent. But then I tried Babbel. Want the most effective way to learn another language? In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel's bite-sized lessons will have you learning another language in as little as three weeks. Babbel gets you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world. Text RADIO to 64000 to try Babbel for free. That's R-A-D-I-O to 64000. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Friends, imagine you're relaxing on the sky deck of a beautiful yacht as it cruises through the New York Harbor. The iconic skyline creates a picturesque backdrop as you sit back with your feet up, taking in the sun and the scenic views, finding refuge from traffic that plagues the tri-state area on board a tranquil cruise. Does this sound like an impossible dream? All of this can be your reality on board the Atlantis with New York Cruises. Fully insured and Coast Guard certified, this three-deck yacht is family-owned and operated with over 40 years of boat building and marine experience. Captain Fred and the Atlantis will make any event a great time. Comfort, luxury, attention to detail, it's what the Atlantis and New York Cruises are all about. Experience the sophistication of cruising around Manhattan in style on your wedding day, birthday, anniversary, corporate event, or for no occasion at all. Just call 212-633-1231 or visit NewYorkCruises.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? 
Don't worry. Select quote Fontania 40 who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-881-4747. That's 1-800-881-4747 or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-881-4747. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. I'm here with my co-host, for the first hour, Ace won a two-part, and we were just talking on Ace is an avid basketball fan, but I asked him about soccer, and the reason I asked you that um, is that um, they are looking to build a soccer stadium, a stadium, you know, in New York. Yeah, they are. They are. Very exciting, Dottie. I know. I mean, that's good news, and, you know, I mean, New York doesn't miss a beat. It would. It was announced that the, it would be a dedicated soccer stadium, and it would be built in Queens. I think originally they talked about Bronx, but they decided with Queens. I'm not sure of the exact location. I did though, but I forgot. Um, and it will be a 7,500 seat stadium on the campus of the New York of the school. And New York. Okay, let me just tell you all the things they're doing. I mean, look, I have to say. New York is so resilient. New York is now getting ready to issue the casino license in New York City. Um, Related, which is probably one of the largest, if I'm not mistaken, if not the largest, you know, new home builders. Um, But Related is, uh, has an eye on on the next phase of Hudson Yards. And Related did Time Warner and they did Hudson Yards. And if you haven't been there, um, on a day like today, well, maybe it's kind of hot today, but on a day that you're not doing much or that you have, you know, you want to take a nice trip, you should just go see Hudson Yards. It's If you live in the suburbs, what can I say? It's another mall, but it's very hip and it's cool. And, it's, you know, these little bistros they have. But anyhow, they're thinking of building a casino right around there. Um, and I think John Casamitidis, and uh, a partner that he's talking to is looking to build a casino in Coney Island. Now, how do you feel about casinos? What do you think they're going to do to uh, New York? Good, bad? What you, what's your feeling on that? Oh, Dottie, I mean, uh, casinos has, has been probably one of the biggest uh, effects on, on that sort of surrounding area, right? If you look at Atlantic City, it's not that great. But then if you look at Vegas, and there's a lot of entertainment that can sort of balance out the gambling. I think I think it'll be a good attraction, but it's I do too. there's a lot of that are there's there's a lot of folks that are against it, right? Because if you just have a whole folks you know gambling their paychecks away, it could really affect the economy. But I think it's going to bring in a lot of uh, a lot of tax taxpayer dollars and things of that nature. It's always a revenue stream uh, for I the state and city. So, so, so we'll see. We'll if see what happens. People want to gamble. There's many ways you can gamble your money. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know that, you know, if you're not a gambler, 
mean, if you're a gambler, then of course, you know, I would understand that you don't want a casino next door to you. Uh, however, okay, I think it's uh, a good thing, and I think that New York is thinking ahead, and um, I think if Related wants to do one at Hudson Yards, which really needs to be developed even more, um, to, and it's becoming a destination. In other words, not just a shopping center, a destination. Um, and I think it will be. Hudson Yards, when Related gets through with them, I put my money on them. I think they're a great company. And they're not paying me to say this. Uh, I think that you'll see that Hudson Yards becomes a destination. And it was kind of in an oddball area. So um, they've done a lot with that. And um, John Casamitidis is thinking of putting um, a casino in Coney Island. So... I haven't been to Coney Island for a long time, but um, so that's in the works. I don't know how long that's going to take, but it's in the works. And you know what? If you think about it, Ace, the one industry that really led us out of this recession, I mean, and who would ever think, was real estate. So, that's right. That's right. Speaking of recession, if you listen to your news, every channel says something different. Every newscaster says, who says we're in a recession? Who says we're not? So I just thought, okay, the New York Post gives you a good, a good definition and says, of course, recession is a noun. Um, it is a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced, generally identified by the fall in GDP in two successive quarters. The country is in the depths of recession. Now you know that they did announce that we're in a recession, uh, that we're in a recession, even though people are arguing that we're not. Okay, but if you go by this exact housing form, the formula that they had in the past, then they might have to revive it. As the housing market pulled under because of interest rates, and don't forget, last year. You know, with COVID, people and New York City got hit so hard, and so did California. People got out and, gro- and drove. I mean, it was not a year that would you'd say is an average year that happened. It had extraordinary circumstances. So when you compare the activity in real estate or mortgages from last year to this year, even though the number is going to be lower. It has to be. I mean, you can't keep that many people. Okay, uh, it was just a fun, people just had to escape the city. They were afraid they were going to die. Now there's a vaccine, and it's not like that. I mean, it's still busy. But the interesting thing is prices really didn't go down. And so, um, you know, prices are still, you know, I don't think they're going to go up in the same uh, capacity, but I, they didn't really go down. So now some people say we're in a recession. Some people say we're not. Um, some people say that we're going to have, uh, you know, that's, well, that was the post with a big front page recession. For those of you on Long Island Newsday says, uh, first cover, recession fears. U.S. economy shrinks to two straight quarters as consumers, businesses struggle with higher costs and higher interest rates. Okay, of course they have to. Uh, economy shrank 0.09% in April-June quarter. And how the experts try to declare a recession. So I just was curious, who decides when a recession has started? Do you know? 
Yeah, Dottie, I mean, look, you know, a lot of the economists will always uh, talk about a recession, things of that nature. But, you know, you really never know if you're in a recession or not, I, I think, you know, so. Yeah, I, I look, I think um, things that went up and, and inflation, you know, is made, well, prices go up. But, Cost you know, of goods have been at an all-time high, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it basically says when, a, you know, a recession is officially declared by obscure sounding, you know, this Bureau of Economic Research, and um, they they declare that if there's two straight quarters back-to-back, um, and the committee considers trends in hiring. Now, the uh, the interesting thing, if we're in a recession, um, we still have plenty of jobs. You know, That's I mean, right, job, I mean uh, unemployment's great. I mean, you know, employment numbers are good. So yeah. how do you... But yet, I think I said last week, which is very interesting to me, that the unemployment rolls have grown. In other words, more and more people are filing for unemployment. Meanwhile, there's plenty of jobs. What do you think that's a direct result of COVID that people have changed? Oh, definitely, Dottie. I mean, there's 11 million jobs available, 5 million in the work, in the work applying, 6 million. A job shortage, right? So although folks are saying that we're in a recession, but we still have folks that are really not opting to go out and get a job. So there's definitely other alternative income uh, sources that they're working on. So it's, it's quite interesting, Dottie. I think the pandemic has definitely affected uh, people's views on, you know, just, balance, just having a good balance of life, right? So it's not all about work, work, work. So we'll see what happens, Dottie. I mean, it's it's been a huge sort of topic of discussion, right? There's so many jobs out there, yet such few applicants uh, going into the workforce. So well, you, you also hear it everywhere. If you keep on hearing yeah. it and hearing it, recession, recession, fears of recession, I've been reading it for the last three weeks. And even now, the economists are not at all united on, you know, some people think, some economists say we are, some, some say uh, that we're not. I mean, um, that we're not in a recession. Um, he know, so some, some economists say the underlying drivers of the economy, consumer spending, business investment, home purchases, all grew in the first quarter. And during a recession, that doesn't usually happen. Um, he says a lot of people think that. And he said, I'm going to do this fast. Um, the clearest signal that a recession is underway is that would be steady rise in job losses, which we don't have, a surge in unemployment, which might be, um, and the average over previous three months um, if unemployment increases for three months. Um, I don't think, well, let's leave our opinions after the break because I can't get those words in a few seconds. And I'll give you, and Ace will give you a take on what we're in right now. We'll be right back. We have a quick commercial break for you. And we're talking about, are we in a recession or are we not? What do you Summertime. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? 
Anyone? Too often, digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced. It's time for Salem Surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center. Our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations. Salem Surround is obsessed with your success. No cookie-cutter treatments here. Everything is tailored to you, your company, and your message. With Salem Surround, you get it all. From up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. For more information, go to surroundnewyork.com. That's surroundnewyork.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. After driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, we believe Mitsubishi Motors now launches its most exciting lineup ever. Get thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Choose from a wide selection of trim levels in either front-wheel drive or all-wheel control, all featuring the flexibility of third-row seating. With special finance and lease programs, you'll be sure to find just the right Mitsubishi Outlander for you. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com. That's FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. 732-863-2788. Freehold Mitsubishi. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years. Now, almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Tune in to the Papa Report with John Papa. We have a, a saying on our whiteboard, educate and empower people so that they can make better decisions with their hard-earned money. We live by that strategy. Securing your financial future. What is the purpose of your retirement plan? We want to find out, is it to go travel? Is it to go see the grandkids? Tune in to the Papa Report, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m., right here on AM 970, The Answer. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and Ace and I are listening to Eye on Real Estate. We're talking about the recession that if you listen to... Um, the different news stations or you read different papers, everyone's saying something different. Some say we're in it. Some say we're headed towards it. Some say we're not. Um, but, again, in the Wall Street Journal, it says recession or not. The recovery has ended, and it 
says, basically, you know, it's too long to read, but I would just tell you that the inflection point, you know, is a little worrisome. It isn't a short-term blip. So we don't think that it's going to, I mean, again, when I say no one has a crystal ball, so no one knows 100%, but they don't think that they're going to be able to fix this overnight, okay? It isn't short-term. It's not a short-term blip. It was, And it was deliberately engineered, ACE, again, by the Federal Reserve to reduce inflation. So they have yeah. to kind of get it perfect, right? I mean, they deliberately did this because we had so much inflation, so the Feds raised the interest rates this year. From near zero to a range between two and a half, no, two and a quarter to two and a half, and plans to, well, they raised them again, but then they lowered them, didn't they? And so we need a period of growth below potential in order to create some slack so that the supply side can catch up. Because as you know, the supply side, it's really hard to get stuff these days. You have to wait forever. So do you. Yeah, Dottie, I mean. I mean, if you look at if you look at what the Federal Reserve did or the government did during the pandemic, they kept rates artificially low for such a long time to stimulate the economy. And now with supply chain issues, trying to do is raise rates to control inflation. So um, they, they, they say sometimes the government doesn't always get it right, but we're, we're almost there, uh, Dottie. So we have quarters of still uh, very low GDP, which is going to affect uh, right. the economy overall. But we're hoping that, you know, we, we get inflation under control. I think we're starting to see that a little bit now. With, uh, well, didn't gas go down? I mean, I, I don't. Didn't gas go down a little bit this week? Or is it my imagination? Gases are a little bit down. Uh, things like cars and watches, they're all time, which is usually a depreciating asset. They were actually increasing by, by so much because there was just no inventory. Um, but now you're starting to see those prices come down a little bit. So as as we as we start to see, you know, some of these products um, in terms of pricing come down, we're going to start controlling inflation just a little bit more. And I think that's when you're going to see a leveling off of the rates and things of that nature. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I, I No, I agree with you. And, you know, the labor force has shrunk. You know, a lot of people that were near retiring probably said, you know, screw it. You know, it's the pandemic. I'll just retire. Um, so... You know, and, and so the labor force struggled. A lot of people probably got used to not working, and uh, I guess they're going to have to get a move on it because, I, you know, I don't know. I kind of think about all these people that had subsidies for so long. I'm with you, Ace. I think, and I'm, this is an opinion. Ace, give your opinion, but we are only giving you an opinion. But I really think after the summer's over, I, I kind of think that, you know, if you really rock and roll and you really are serious about finding something, whether it be an investment property, because I think rentals are going to be big going forward, um, or you want a second home that you could just drive to and not have to think about, um, I just think you're going to see because a lot of the subsidies are going to stop. And so in New York, it takes a long time to really foreclose on someone, but you might be able to make a short deal or something like that, with some, which will we'll kind of talk about at another show. And now mortgage rates are, what are they, 5.3, something like that now? They went down? Yeah. Yeah, they went down. They're right around 5.1%. Uh, Dottie, 5.1. So not bad. That's 5.1, not bad. It was at 6% a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I, so mean, good, I mean, so, yeah. So the next several months are kind of, you know, I, I, I tell people kind of we're in a transition. 
All right? Like, you know, we're in a transition. We're, you know, kind of not here, not there. We're coming out of COVID, although I think we're going to be stuck with it for the rest of our lives. It's probably like a measles shot or something like that that you uh, get. But I, I know people are traveling again. People are, 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 you know, they're sick of being in. So, um, I think you're, yeah. I, I think you're going to see it, and I think that you know. I have a question here for you, Ace, and I don't, you know, I have so many papers that, but I remember it. So, um, it was basically if buying during recession, and they said, is buying a house during recession a good idea or a bad idea? And I don't know if there's an answer to that. Okay, I mean. I don't think. I think if you're looking for a house, that you should still look for a house. And if you're looking for an investment property, then you should still look for investment property. And I do think um, that with, you know, we had an unrealistic amount of business. I have never seen, I've been in the business 30 years. I've never seen it's quite as busy. It was like they were giving houses away, okay? It was like they were giving stuff away. And with rentals, the same thing. So, you know, you're you're comparing numbers to ex- extraordinary times. You're not, you know, if you compared a number to an average year, they wouldn't look bad. But they look like they've gone down a lot because we just had an extraordinary, you know, everybody bought, you know. So it's still right, busy Daddy. and prices haven't come down. And I think if you are in the if you are in the book market to buy, you should buy. What is you? I think, what I think for, Yeah, I think listeners, Dottie, it's not really about buying during the recession, but it's really about buying from a seller that is in need to sell, right? And I think that's really the homework that folks need to do, which is the more that you look at, the more you'll find sellers that must sell situation. And I think in a recession. There's much more of those sellers um, that that are in the marketplace that have to sell because, you know, sometimes their stock portfolio went down by 80 percent or their retirement went down by 60 percent and they need to sell their home to get some cash flow. You know what, and I know you do this, you know, in your time. What are some of the tips that you could give people on how to go about that? Oh, I, I would go and, and look at Street Easy, right? Number one multiple listing services and just look at how long the property has been out on the market for, right? If you if you look at inventory, what I like to do is I like to sort of reverse engineer it. I'll look at right. properties that have been on the market for more than a year. And then I'll look at why it's been on the market for more than a year, whether it's not the right price, whether it's a fixer-upper. But those are the type of properties. If you have something that's like one day on the market, you're definitely never going to get a deal because the sellers will always see, okay, maybe I can get a better price. So they're, they're a little bit more sort of hesitant to drop their price. But if you look at inventory and you look at properties that's been in the market for more than I would say even eight, 10 months in this marketplace, you're going to get some really, really good opportunities to, to really you know, go out and just make an offer, right? Because you never know if the seller's in, in dire need to sell the property or, you know, if the price is just, if the home price is just priced um, not correctly to move. And you'll, you'll end up getting some really, really good opportunities. There's also foreclosures that you can look at, but in today's marketplace, you're not seeing much foreclosures. So I would say if you're, if, if you're in the marketplace and you have time to look, that's really the key, right? You have to do your homework. You have to spend the time 
looking at inventory, and you'll find some amazing deals in the marketplace for sure. And you can do that from your computer now. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not from, from I'm, tip of your, I'm yeah. somebody who, unless like I knew somebody really well that said to me, Daddy, go in on this investment. It's a good, a good house. I still physically want to see it, but that's just me. It could be very old-fashioned. Um, but there are opportunities, but you really, it's work. It's work. And, um, you know, re- remember, rental properties can act as a natural hedge against market volatility, and real estate is a good investment in a recession, and it's a good investment. It's, it's, it's good to, uh, for inflation, fights inflation, because people's rent don't get reduced, okay? Now, when you rent something or when you buy investment property that you're not going to use, then you really need to screen those tenants and look at their credit reports because um, you have to have some cash in case things go wrong or you don't have a tenant. Now, how hard is it? You know, I'm going to talk about second homes for the next two weeks. I have so much stuff to give you. But let's talk about second homes. Like, If I'm thinking, if our listeners are thinking, maybe I'll buy a second home. Maybe I'd like to just have a second home that I can drive to. I'm not, I'm not thrilled with taking this plane rides. I mean, let's face it, planes are no fun anymore. It's not like the good old days with Pan Am and everything was beautiful. So, it, it, so some people like to just drive to, a, you know, a different venue, a different destination, and they just want to use it for their personal use. Some others would like it as an investment. If you have a mortgage on your house, Ace, so let's say I'm living in a house and, you know, and I say, you know what, it's going to take me about two hours to get to the Hamptons, three hours with traffic or whatever. Um, I'd love to have a little house. It doesn't have to be big. It could be just a little, you know, a little small Cape Cod with a pool or something. But I have a mortgage. What What do people have to know about their credit with second homes and, like, how hard is it to get a mortgage? Are the rates competitive with your primary residence? Can you give us some information on second home financing? Yeah, well, one of the things that are that, that folks really don't know is that if you're buying a second home, you're getting a rate of uh, just similar to a primary, primary residence, right? So, number one, your rates are going to be extremely, extremely low uh, because they consider second homes as an alternative primary home. Second, you have so your to your rates are rent- actually going to be low. So your rates are going to be really low. And second, you can actually utilize your second home as a rental property. As long as it's not more than three months, you can use it as a little bit of a uh, revenue stream for yourself as well. And you so, say three months. Where did I hear 14 days? Uh, around three months. You know, as long as you, you declare primary home, you can still rent it out for three months. Uh, maybe not consecutively, but throughout the year. Uh, so you can have like a month here, a month there, a month there. Uh, as long as it's not more than 90 days, it'll still be considered a second home. So that's that's really if you're looking to rent out your, your property seasonally. And number three, you know, it's it's really, really, well, it's one of those things where if you can afford to actually have your own property and have a second home, it's one of the biggest of uh, asset classes that you can have, right? And a lot of times I'll, I'll try to recommend Someone, someone to buy a two-family in home, you know, somewhere along the beach or things of that nature, where they can rent one of the units out and enjoy the unit. So there's there's different strategies that you can deploy, but it's really about just knowing what you can afford and knowing what options you have, right? So. Okay, and I want to give you a little tip when you're buying. Now, 
Okay, everyone's different. I'm a location buyer, but if uh, but if you're if you're buying a rental property for investments in a recession, you need to get the lay of the land. And the key rule, you know, is try to buy a house, not the house, the location. Because location is important. Like in the city, you know, you want to be close to transportation. You know, and you know, you, you, location is really still important. And the way that I look at things is, you know, you could go on your computer and you just see what things sold for in the area. And um, you know, you don't have to have. I mean, you know, when you when you hear, you know, look, when you read the papers, whether it's the Wall Street Journal or the Times, and they show twenty-two million dollar houses, fifty million dollar houses, but let's face it, that's not the average person. But so when people hear like the Hamptons or some of these resort places, they right away think it's going to cost them millions and millions and millions and millions. And that's really not always the case. I mean, if you really look, there's areas that you can find things that are 700000 I mean, so it's something like A said that you have to look. But how hard is it to get a mortgage now? In other words, if you have a mortgage out of your first house, what would you suggest? You would still call. You would just see what you can qualify for. Yeah, call a bank, uh, analyze the numbers, make sure that you can qualify for both. Uh, but what you said is so key, uh, right, Dottie? It's all about location, 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 location. Sometimes you want to be the tallest midget neighborhood that's extreme, extremely wild, like extreme, um, thriving, right? You know, good, good school system, things of that nature. That's going to bring up. You you may not have to have the best in the neighborhood, maybe a smaller in a very good neighborhood. That's going to go all right. way as a investment and location values, right? So that's something that I at personally, you know, have about like 15 properties all together within my portfolio, but all of the properties that I have been in extremely, extremely good neighborhoods may not have the best home, right? So it, you, when you're looking at, when you look at it as an standpoint, you, you really want to make sure that you're buying it um, in a neighborhood that you know is going to continue to thrive through different cycles, right? Whether we're going through a recession or whatnot, that that area always recover quicker and faster. And that's why you always remember location, location. So. Right. And you also have to have some funds. Like, you know, you know, whenever you buy a house, you're always going to have expenses that you didn't count on. Or if you're renting it, you're not going to use it yourself. You know, you might have a period where you don't have a renter. So, you know, you have to have some extra money. Um, But I think that if you you go around, that buying a recession could be a good idea. Like, I I don't really look at it that way. Like, I wouldn't think that. I think that, you know, if you need to buy a house and you want to buy a house, um, then you should. I have a question, Ace. I know the break is coming up, but we, we didn't get to it yesterday, last week. What do you think of when this is after the break of 40-year mortgage? I'd love to hear your opinion on it. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about whether a 40-year option is like the pluses and the disadvantages. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. From the- 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.